Everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Simply Unprofessional. Tonight, I am your host, Rob. And with me, I have Anthony. Hello, I'm Anthony. And for the first time ever, we've got B. Hi, it's me, the B. The <laughs> buzzy kind. I'm pretty sure this is the first time. You didn't You didn't do the, the hot sauce challenge last year, right? No, I've been in a Simply Unprofessional on a live stream before, but not a hot sauce thing. So it was years ago. Gotcha. So you have been on here before, though. A really long time ago, yeah. But only a live stream version, never the actual, like, recorded Indeed. talking part. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so today, everybody, we're just going to chat about uh, our upcoming holiday plans and see if there's any big differences between... The UK and California and the East Coast, New England, basically. Uh, but first, uh, well, you know, Anthony and I have Thanksgiving coming up this month. Uh, and like I said, the UK, I know, doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving, but you do have something. We already had it. Yeah. Fifth of November. Oh. It's on fire night. Yeah. So what does that entail? OK, so are you familiar with the story of Guy Fawkes? Kind of from V for Vendetta movie. Okay, so obviously the gunpowder plot and stuff to blow up Parliament, blah blah blah. He gets mm-hmm. caught. Um, the holiday itself, one fine night, is actually celebrating that he was caught and tortured. Well, um, rather than managing to blow up Parliament, so it's a really strange holiday that we have just always kept and never got rid of. But it's a really weird one because, like I say, we're celebrating that he was caught and tortured and killed. And didn't manage to blow up Parliament. So because of the whole like blowing up thing, um, we it's it's our holiday, kind of like your Independence Day, where we celebrate with like fireworks and things like that, and then bonfires. Gotcha. Um, but instead of instead of instead of Independence, they celebrate the death of someone. Apparently, well, instead of Independence, we celebrate someone who tried to stop our politicians from doing bad things. I guess. Um, oh, okay. So. But when I say our politicians are doing bad things, I mean, like, you know, it's kind of the opposite of freedom, really. We're kind of celebrating that we were not made free <laughs> by not <laughs> killing the people in Parliament. Because I think the king, the whole point is that the king was going to be there or something at the time. So mm. essentially, it was meant to free the country of, of that particular king. I don't know. It's really complicated. And I haven't read about it or thought about it in a long time because in my family, we just don't bother when I was a kid, we'd go and like watch the fireworks shows or like buy a spackler or something, or you know. But like people will make giant straw versions of Guy Fawkes, like make it look like him and then put it on top of the bonfire and then set it on fire and like burn him alive as like a straw version, obviously. But like, you know, it's kind of a weird, it's a really weird holiday. It's a really strange <laughs> holiday. But yeah, we do that. So yeah, it's a thing. It's an interesting uh, thing to celebrate. Like, I feel yeah. like it, that's kind of like if America had not won 
the Revolutionary War and we were still controlled by England, like celebrating the defeat, it'd be yeah. like, "Yay, we're still the we're still oppressed by England!" Yay. Yeah, yeah. And then, like setting on fire the people, the leaders of the rebellion, like right. Yeah. I, I was kind of comparing it to like nine eleven. Like if we stopped nine eleven, we're like, "All right, they failed. Let's celebrate." I was like, "Ah." Oh. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's kind cool. of a, yeah. I mean, yeah. Essentially, we're celebrating that we stopped the terrorist attack. Except the terrorist attack probably would have been beneficial to the people, <laughs> but they yeah. were considered traitors, of course. So, do you? Yeah. Does the UK celebrate Halloween? I always thought no, but this I... is a complicated question. Uh, some people do. It's not okay. as big as it is in America. Um, yeah, people go like trick or treating and sometimes have parties and sometimes decorate. But like my where i lived in the town out of like i don't know for every like 10 houses maybe two were accepting trick-or-treaters or like like people like you have to we just when you on halloween night people just only go to the houses that have decorations on the outside of their house because like most people are not going to do it so it's not a big deal like it is in america like halloween is not a huge thing here and in fact because most primary schools in the uk like which is elementary school to you or like church of england schools even though we're a very not religious country and have being in a church of england school doesn't really actually mean anything other than the fact that you might do some prayers um they're not allowed to celebrate halloween obviously because it's considered like a pagan holiday so um, oh, okay we don't we not, we don't talk about it or teach it at school so interesting it's definitely yeah. more exciting to you than it is to us uh i, I... How about Rob? Are you still excited about Halloween, or did did that like stop after I don't know you stopped trick or treating? No, I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. Really? You and my sister. My sister loves Halloween, but I don't know. Rob does a massive celebratory charity stream. Yeah, for Halloween, you dumber. That doesn't. I don't know. I that doesn't didn't know that you know he liked it that much. Oh yeah. Okay. Do you get? Did you guys give out candy? Cringe oh no, they... people don't come here. Oh, okay. I would if they did, but they don't. You know, a scary <laughs> man with a baseball bat lives there. Mm-hmm. Well, like you guys also live out in the woods, kind of, right? Yeah, we're very rural, and we're at a dead, dead end street, so no one comes down here. I feel like if if someone knocked and like went trick or treating, you guys are probably like what? I think you guys might be more shocked than anything. Probably. Plus, that would set Matilda off like crazy. Like whoever was at the door would just get. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I just want. So when's to Thanksgiving? Eat. Uh, for the U.S. is on the the is it the last Thursday or second to last Thursday? It's uh, the third Thursday. Third of Thursday, the... yeah. yeah. So so it moves around. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Did, right. I th- I think the re wait hold up. I could be getting my information wrong, but I think one of the reasons why we have Thanksgiving is because like. Someone kept like writing letters to one of our presidents way, way, way back, saying like we need like a wholesome, you know, holiday or whatever between the Christmas and something. And so they're like, "All right, we'll do Thanksgiving." <laughs> but I could be wrong. It's not really want... wholesome, is it? The like, really, the message that you sent. Well, me. the they wanted basically a I, well, like, okay, I don't know about everyone else, but we like for my family, we just use Thanksgiving as an excuse to. Get together, sit down, and eat. So that's the wholesome that we I'm thinking about. Not not the whole, like you know the pilgrims and whatnot, but like the whole 
get out of work, get out of school. Everyone like drives or flies to meet their family. We sit down, we eat, and you know that kind of wholesomeness. I'm just looking forward for food. That's all. I'm waiting for that that weekend so I can get food. Uh, it's the fourth Thursday of every November. Ah, uh, okay, cool. God, you guys just can't make your mind up with these things, can you? It it is one of the weird holidays. Like, is it uh, Veterans Day or? Memorial Day, one of the days, it's not always on the same day. It changes or something. Well, Easter is what, one. For one thing, like all the religious yeah, people, they're like, okay, well, Jesus' birthday is the 25th, but the day he died moves around constantly because it's like the second. Sometimes it's even in March instead of April because it's like so many Saturday Sundays after the first of the year. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we do we do the whole Easter thing and obviously Easter changes. By the way, we get two weeks off school during Easter, too. Um, Jeez. And also, um, and and we also do Shrove Tuesday as well. And we eat pancakes on Shrove Tuesdays, pancake day for some reason. I don't um, even know what Shrove Tuesday is. I know yeah, it's was... Wednesday, but <laughs> uh, what? It's a Christian I... thing. It's the I'm day before Ash Wednesday. Well, I'm it... not. Uh, I don't think. I, I well, don't it's, think it's more a Catholic thing. Is... I'm my family is Protestant, so. Oh. It's not a Catholic thing. Well, then my family just never did it. I we didn't even. I only know Ash Wednesday because other people told me about it. Like I have never done it. It's Anglican, uh, Lutherans, Methodists, and Roman Catholics. So, Anglican oh. is Protestant though. It's just our version of Protestant. Mm. Um, like being England is well, it was Protestant. Our country is at a rapid decline of of, of religiousism. In comparison to your country, much more rapidly, and it's so weird to us as British people. Like when I was learning about more about America growing up and met like people online, it, just realizing how religious some people are and how much religion affects your country and how it comes into your politics and stuff—it's just so weird. Because my it country is. is so not religious, and the rate of atheism is like rapidly, rapidly rising in my country. Every census, like the rates of like people who identify as religious drop significantly. And religion doesn't come into like anything. And I went to a Christian school and like the only thing Christian about it was that we prayed like before lunch and that was it. And maybe read some things from the Bible in, in an assembly sometimes. Like other mm. than that, it was just normal school that, and we didn't do anything else. It's so weird. Like, I don't know, America just freaks me out. Anyway, Shrove Tuesday is the day before Ash Wednesday. And the idea is it's a ritual of burning the previous year's holy week palms, finalizing one's Lenten sacrifice, as well as eating pancakes and other sweets. Yeah. Wait, so you just you eat you eat sweets on that day? Yeah, basically. Oh, that's cool. I've never done Lent either. Like I never because did Ash any Wednesday of that, so. starts Lent, right? I have no idea. I, uh, I yeah, think Ash it Wednesday is, yeah. is the first day for Lent. And the whole so the whole point of Shrove Tuesday is to indulge before beginning oh, Lent on Ash Wednesday. That makes sense. Okay. Which is why I you had, give up your in, your indulgences. I had a friend who I think every Ash Wednesday he, or Lent, he either I think he gave up social media and then another one gave up alcohol, I believe. I don't know. Yeah, so the idea is that you give up some sort of um thing that you you know that you indulge in essentially. Kind of like fasting up... but not quite the same. I've been giving up social media is more like a benefit than a <laughs> Yeah. I never I always know it's Lent or uh, Ash Wednesday because like I'll get like a pop up the day before saying, All right guys, I'm signing off of social media for a Lent and I'm like, Oh, all right, so I guess it's Lent. <laughs> I don't blame it. It's just sign off social media for good. I'll do it. 
Sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Social media is evil. Hmm. Yeah, because your guys' school holidays are so weird, aren't they? Because you don't get very many. Well, you, you get a really big summer, though, don't you? Yeah, we, we get three months do... off for summer. Yeah, well, and two, and we... a half, two and a half months, really, but... And we get spring break. I don't know if you guys get spring break. That's in around the... our... That's around our Easter time, I think. Or right in the UK, Easter? you don't yeah. go to school for more than five consecutive weeks without a break. Um, so in February, you get a week off. In March or April, depending on where Easter lands, you get two weeks. In May, you get a week for Whitsun, which is another Christian thing. Um, where was I? May. Uh, in July, we finish school for summer, and you get six weeks for summer in the UK. Hmm. Then you go back to school... And then in October, you get a week off, so you're not back at school for very long. Um, the week off lands usually near. It's not for Halloween, but it lands near it. And then you go back to school again, and then you have two weeks off for Christmas. So you you don't ever actually go to school in the UK for more than five or six weeks in a row before you get at least a week off. That's cool. Kind yeah, of no, wish we had that. Yeah, me too. We have spring break, which is a week off in the spring, which is sometimes falls on Easter, but not always. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we have a Christmas vacation, which is about a week and a half because it starts basically at Christmas Eve, and then you don't have to go back till after New Year's. Uh, yep. And then we have summer, and that's it. But like, there'll be like little mini days off for for federal holidays, like President's Day and Memorial Day and stuff like that. But those yeah. are only single days. We have what? those two. The in addition to those holidays, um, ours are called bank holidays, and we have them in addition. Oh, yeah. to those we call it like those weeks of things off. But statistically speaking, we do go to school more days. Um, more days per year than Americans do still. We still go to school more than you, just because of that giant summer that you get. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, we have Thanksgiving Day, and some people get uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving. Like, for me, I get I get off work uh, Thursday and Friday. Uh, just, mm-hmm. I think it's because, I'm not sure why, either because the day after Thanksgiving is Black Friday, and they want people to go shop, or they know people typically like drive to meet family on Thanksgiving. So they want that day after to like have time to drive back home. Hmm. My job, we used to only get Thanksgiving day and Christmas day off. And that was it. Every other day of the year we were open, no matter what it was holiday, we were open on Easter. We were open on everything. Yeah. My old job was weird in that, uh, the company would close, but since I worked in it and that company provided 24, seven, 365 support, they were like, all right, everyone's closed, except for IT. You guys got to work. I'm like, oh, okay. In the UK, everybody who's a full-time employee is by law entitled to five and a half weeks of annual leave, fully paid. So Yeah, Ameri- America's shitty, so, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I get, I would get paid vacation, depending on how long I was there for, but, like, the, they only closed the stores on Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, like, I could take, like, a week off if I wanted to, paid, but if I didn't choose to, the only days that they gave people off every year were Thanksgiving and Christmas. How long do you actually get, how long do, like, for your, do you, you don't have a federal requirement, do you, for annual leave? So, like, it's based on how long you work there for normally, isn't it? It's not, that's not the case here. You work Yeah, it's based on the company, get... like, the company, how generous they are. Mine was pretty generous. I think the last year I worked there, I was up to like 10 weeks so i could take basically a summer vacation two and two months and two weeks off wow but i do i worked there for like almost 20 years well i was over 20 years actually that's why so every time every year like i would get more and more each year mm-hmm. i will say that because of COVID, i have like 
saved up a lot of vacation time because I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> so they let you carry it over? Uh, for my job, they do uh, as long as it's not past a certain... I have a maximum limit, and if I go over that limit, then it, I, it doesn't cover... It doesn't go over. It doesn't uh, roll over, so like... But I'm nowhere near that limit. The limit's like I don't know, 600 hours or something? Mine would let you carry over four weeks at most, uh, but then but still, like every year it would expand what I could get that year. So I could carry over four weeks from the previous year. Wow. Yeah, I had a coworker who was pretty much been working for like 20, 30 years. And so he had so much saved up vacation that they he basically took every Friday off because he had to use it, otherwise he'd lose it. Mm-hmm. So every Friday, every Friday, you're just like, oh, oh, I'm gone. I'm like, oh, okay. In the UK, that's pretty standard practice because it doesn't carry over. Everybody is obviously required by law to be given five and a half weeks of, of the leave. So normally when it's coming towards the year, if you haven't used yours yet, your employer starts going, hey, you should take a week off so that they can, so you can use it. Like, they're mm-hmm. quite nice. They'll say to you, listen, you've got like, you know, two weeks left that you still haven't taken off and you don't get to keep it. So you might want to take it off, you know? Gotcha. So Rob, you you and Noebi have any plans for Thanksgiving, or you guys going to visit family? Um, I'm going to visit my family. I told him he was welcome to come. He hasn't really decided yet, but he probably won't. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but he's welcome to come because he was. Well, he's like, well, "What are you going to do with the dog?" I'm like, "It's only one day. She'll be fine. We let her out before we leave, and then as soon as we get back, she'll be fine." But um, you're going to be yeah, driving family on, a, on a Wednesday. Hmm. Driving on Wednesday? That's like the worst day to travel out of like the whole year. Yeah, I'll drive on Thursday. Oh, okay, that makes sense. On Thanksgiving itself, down to think from on Thanksgiving and back on Thanksgiving. Where does your family live again? Connecticut. It's about oh, okay. a three-hour drive. Oh, six a... hours round trip. Yeah, I think either my brother and my sister and I are going to drive up to our family's house either... You know, we might do the Thanksgiving morning. We'll just wake up early. It's it's also three hours, three and a half hours. We'll probably just wake up early, just drive on Thursday. Mm. I but love I think that we w- think that that's a ridiculously long trip, and there's no way you would catch someone doing that on the day in the UK. <laughs> yeah, I, I there was one time when I was at university. Um, I I I still hate driving, but especially in university. So I took the I was supposed to take the train from Northern California to Southern California. And I, I left for the train station on Wednesday and I went up to like the teller or whatever. I'm like, hey, which side is the train coming? My left or right? He's like, go to the left. It'll be here in like, you know, 10 minutes or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. I go there, I sit there, I, I wait and like the train, no, no, no train on my side comes, but a train behind me comes and goes. And then like, I go knock on the teller. I'm like, hey, the train didn't come. It's like, Oh, oops! Sorry, you're supposed to take the one on the other side. I'm like, what? This is the, the day before Thanksgiving. You can't just say oops. They're like, um, well, let me see if I can find a, a another you know train for you. And like, he she checks. He's like, oh, they're all booked up. You we can't. Uh, the the next train is uh Thursday morning or at like five in the morning. I'm like, all right, fine. Just I'll have to take that. I guess I have no choice. So that was annoying. I would actually prefer yeah. it if there were a train or something I could take. I have to drive. It's like, oh, oh yeah, I, driving. I hate taking the train. I don't mind the train. You just sit down. Well, I, as long as there's no one around me. But yeah, you just sit down, put on headphones or whatever, and just go. 
Trains are everywhere in the UK. They can take you to literally everywhere in the whole country. So, like, it's pretty standard and normal for us to take trains, but they're quite expensive because they're privatised companies. And so, um, most people will try to avoid taking the train if they can. I hate the train. I just I oh. hate everything about it. I get a migraine when I'm on them. I just hate them. I thought UK, or sorry, not UK, like, but, like, European trains were, their train system was supposed to be pretty good and not the train system's good like it's across the whole country similar to the rest of europe but in the uk the trains used to be nationalized but they became privatized in like the 70s and since then they've just been ridiculously expensive ah okay yeah so, so i i mean technically i could take a train back to close to get to, to my parents somebody could just come and pick me up because it'd be like basically a 20 minute trip for them but the only like there's no direct train like so it wouldn't be three hours i'd mm -hmm. have to go like basically three hours to boston and then from boston to my parents house would be like another five hours so it becomes if an eight hour time. trip right <laughs> and so it's a 16 hour round trip at that point it's like oh god uh yeah that defines uh, the point a bit i once took a tr train from northern california to canada and apparently like Midway, we had engine failure, and so the train just stopped for like six hours. And then, uh, it, then like the, they fixed the engine, and we would travel for like maybe an hour, and then it broke again. So we were stuck for like another six hours. And then, the whatever that was supposed to bring us, like the engine, their thing broke down also. So we had to wait for another one. So I think that. Total delay was like 18 hours sitting in a train. I was like, mm, yeah, I'm never doing a train again. I'd rather drive, personally. Um, I like to drive anyway. My country's not as big as yours, but I do like, I do prefer to drive in general. I, I just like driving gives, easy. It gives me anxiety. Um, it just, yeah, I hate driving. You know, I really love driving, but I, when I first started learning to drive, I'm assuming you already know this, but in the UK, everybody drives manual cars and not automatics. Um like automatics are quite rare so when i was learning to drive i used to get really really stressed because manual cars make me feel like uber stressed and um i gave up learning to drive very quickly because i just hated it so much until i was like a working adult and then i could buy my own car and i specifically bought an electric car because they're all automatic and not manual um and then i learned to drive in an automatic instead and it's i just find it so easy i just find driving in an automatic like just to be a breeze so to hear that like americans when they're like i hate driving it's so stressful i'm like really it's such a breeze in an automatic and you all drive automatic you're fine well for me it's the uh, i care too much about what other people think so if, if i'm driving like and switching lanes i'm like oh am i cutting this person off or are they oh not my paying? god i am just like that I, it doesn't irritate me but i am just like that um yeah it scares me and it's not so much like i'm afraid of my driving i'm afraid of other people's driving and and they're them being bad drivers so yeah i try to drive as little as possible i'm one of those people as well who doesn't like parallel parking because i don't like making the person who, behind me wait while i do it oh so yeah like, same. You know, like on the side of a road i hate yeah because I, I will want the person behind me to wait i will purposely drive like further away just to make sure no one 
I do I'm the not, same thing. I do. I do not want to inconvenience anyone or have anyone yell at me or get mad at me. So I'm like, if it's regarding parking or switching lanes or like making a turn, I'm like, oh, I, miss, I guess I missed this this turn. I'll just drive another twenty minutes. To I do turn. that. I I loop around. Sometimes I'll be like driving down, and I'm like, I need to park here. I, I, if I absolutely cannot park anywhere else, I need to park here. I'll drive round again and like loop back around in a full circle just to wait until there's nobody behind me to park. Yeah, because I've, I just I've, I've done that. I've done that. Yeah, that's, that's why I just, I don't like... My car's uh, too like... long, right? My old car, I my old car before, if you want to Google it, it was a Renault Zoe, it's spelled like R-E-N-A-U-L-T, and then Zoe. Um, It was really small, right? And that's pretty normal UK-sized car. Um, I now have a Tesla Model 3, and that's a sed- like a sedan. You know, like the long... I'm sure you've seen a Tesla before you're living in Yeah, California. yeah. Oh, um, well, this is small. Yeah, so I, I went from a small, like a little hatchback to a sedan and um it's it's long i mean the teslas have like sensors everywhere and cameras everywhere so like it's not super hard but because i'm too scared to scratch my wheel or something especially because it's obviously you know they're, they're they're not cheap cars i'm relatively scared of scratching it so i do everything really extra slowly and i just think everyone's gonna get so annoyed they're gonna start honking me they're gonna get irritated they're gonna start like putting their arms up in the air and i'll see them and then i'll feel bad and I get really stressed about it. My family will be in the car saying to me, just do it, just do it, just park, you're fine, you're fine. And then that stresses me out because they're telling me it's fine while I'm panicking about someone being behind me at the same time I'm trying not to scratch my wheel, you know, and then just suddenly it becomes a massive experience I just don't need. Yep. That's, that's like my thought process every time I get behind a wheel. So when I like... go shopping, in my, like for groceries in my local town, there's um you can either choose to park down the main street, which is all parallel parking side streets. It's really common in the UK to parallel park. So, you know, we've got, got, not got a very big country. Um, the roads are quite small and quite tight. In the UK, by the way, our road standards, like the requirements of how wide they have to be, and I don't know if you know, I don't know if America has this, but we have like minimum standards as in, the parking spaces have to be so many meters wide, so many meters long, and the roads have to be so many meters wide and so on. Um, but they haven't been updated since the 1970s. Cars are a lot bigger now than they were in the 1970s. So obviously, parking spaces and stuff, my car, because it's long, hangs over pretty much all of them. Just literally, it doesn't, it doesn't go, like the sides are fine, but the, the end, it just hangs right over. And I'm so scared all the time someone's drive around and smash into it but parking it in, in such tight spaces uh, is such a nightmare because in my local town where where i most commonly will go grocery shopping it's where my dentist is it's where my doctor's surgery is you know like all the useful things are all in this one place and it's you have to park down a side like on the street you know and it's on the right as well obviously we drive on the left so you've got to cross over the lane and then park on the right side right so because i don't want to do that to avoid it i drive like all the way over to the only car park nearby and then walk like 20 minutes into the town instead just so that I can avoid parking at that really awful parking space. You know what? Worth it. I can tell you that right now, <laughs> worth it. I, I literally, but I, I mean, it'll be like a 20 minute walk there, 20 minute walk back, all to shave off like two yeah, minutes worth, worth it. parking. Yeah. Because so, I just, I'm just hate parking. Like that's so bad. Like, I don't know how often, so you drive on the right, obviously. How often do you have to then cross the lane on the left of oncoming traffic to then park on the left side? I've done it a few uh, times, but it, it's not a common occurrence. We typically have a lot of either parking lots or just, you know, park on the curb that you're at. We don't typically have to cross, but I, I've done it occasionally, but yeah. yeah, like if you if you have something on the other side, usually you would just park on whatever side you're on and then walk across the street. 
Right. Uh, but they like, or they'll have a turnaround usually somewhere where you can turn around and get on that side to park over there. See, this is why I like bikes. I I love biking around instead because then I, I don't have to worry about. I love well. So the university I went to is like one of the biggest in in the in the U.S. In a way, it's like bike centric cities, uh, and so you know er- everyone in that city biked. All the bike um, lanes were like always well maintained and everything and distinguishable so there's a lot of bike routes so it was very easy for me to get around biking and so like i remember uh uh when i moved down to the southern california my brother's like oh yeah that so-and-so it's not that place is not that far it's only like 20 minutes i'm like 20 minutes how is that not far i like i could bike there like five how is this like i don't know i i had to readjust my uh perspective when i moved down here but yeah like when i'm here i would like if I need groceries or whatever, I would just bike there. I don't care if it takes me like you know an hour, as opposed to driving there because I just prefer to bike there. I it's recognize fine. this is not helpful for like the podcast because they can't see it, but this is the actual street. I live in like a really classic historical British town. I'll put it in the general chat. This is the actual street. <laughs> it's it's fine. Uh, Simply unprofessional has a tradition uh, of yeah, having I'll, visual I'll, cues I'll, on the I'll audio gonna... podcast. I was gonna say, like, there have been many times where you guys have been showing pictures of them. I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? Well, oh, yeah, that is, what we're that showing is right small. now is a very small street where oh, it's geez. so tight that you, it, they've had to make it one way because you can't drive on the other side. Obviously, there's no. I space. will. I will say that is like one of the more stereotypical British pictures. You got a flag on the right, and then like you just got like narrow, narrow streets, like you said. But yeah. Yeah, because I live in like a really rural town, like so it's not very, it's very old and not very modern. So you have to drive down there and then park on that right side where those cars are. And as you can see, a lot of them are hanging over the edge because they're not, you know, the cars are too big. Oh yeah, to fit. yeah, I can see um, that. And then the shops are down the street, all the way down on each side. So you've got to like park, and uh, so I don't. I park somewhere else and walk there instead. I'm gonna delete that just because it's actually where I live. I like well, I like how the pole is painted in British colors too. I saw that. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Well, I, was, I was like, is that also the a flag that's or not that's common? Just... Normally, they're black or white, but I think that was because people turning into the corner are more likely to see that with the bright colors. I think, and <laughs> uh... um, so that you don't smash into it, because you know, like I said, the, the roads are so tight. Sometimes it can be really difficult to get around some of them. It can be quite a squeeze, especially with a larger car. But do remember that, like in the UK, we don't tend to drive like american cars americans tend to drive like you have a lot of pickups you have a lot of like, suvs stuff like that those are quite rare for us early big families buy like suvs and stuff everybody mm-hmm. else drives like the hatchback style cars like i showed you you know smaller because we're, we're in a smaller place in a smaller country you know and with smaller roads yeah. most of us uh, drive smaller cars i was just reading about too that like a lot of people in the uk don't even drive at all no. That was the problem with this new registering to vote thing because you have to have an ID, but most younger people don't even have licenses because they don't drive. Yeah, we don't have like a. Some countries have like a national ID thing, right? Like I know an Irish country, for example, everybody has to have an ID and you have to have it on you all the time, even in public places, in case because the police are allowed to ask you for it at any time in that country. So you have to have it with you all the time. In the UK, we don't have like a national ID thing. It's just accepted that any ID you want to use, we either use our passport or we use our driver's license. Now, if you're not someone who drives and you're not someone who goes on holiday, so you don't have a passport either, well, then you don't have an ID. <laughs> so we have a system for this in the UK to, for most things to, in order to prove your identity. If you don't have 
one of those two things. You'll normally provide your birth certificate in addition to a utility bill to show where you live and a letter from your employer confirming who you are. So, like, usually you'll use those three things. Sometimes they ask for your parents' birth certificates too. They did for my passport, for my first ever one. Um, to, like, confirm who you are, to, like, open a bank account, things like that. Because, obviously, without an, a photo ID, you've got to do that. Bearing mm. in mind, you're going to drive in the UK and see you 17. So... There's, there's no, what you've got to realize too is I think there's a big push for Americans to want to learn to drive as teenagers as soon as they can because you're still in high school so there's obviously that, that there's, there's an idea that you know one it's cool and two you can drive yourself to school right in the UK that's not something people want to do a lot of I, I, don't, I don't know how true it is for your families but I read a lot that a lot of American families like to get their kids driving as fast as possible because then they can drive themselves to school and they don't have to do it anymore in the morning before like work or whatever or they don't have to get a bus anymore or whatever it might be like one of my friends his dad hated taking him to school so the second he could learn to drive he got him in a car got him like a car and everything and got him driving right so a lot of americans get driving and then the parents will buy their cars for them and a lot of my friends found it really weird to find out that in the uk that's really uncommon obviously your parents aren't going to pay for you to learn to drive to get you to school because we finished high school at 16 and you can't drive until you're 17 so you know there's no, no, no point for that reason so it's very uncommon for a parent in the uk to buy you a car you usually pay for your own lessons and pay for your own car yourself and you have to have at least like 40 hours of driving lessons with an independent driving instructor anyway Mm-hmm. to be able to pass your driving test and they're expensive my driving lessons were 30 pound an hour so that's like 40 40 like 35 40 an hour um Please. that i had to pay to learn to drive and then your driving theory test is 35 pounds and then the driving practical test is 75 pounds so by the time you've actually done all your driving lessons if you start when you're 17 by the time you've done all your driving lessons and you've booked the tests and stuff because there's waiting lists for them as well you're, you're going to be 18 by the time you actually pass. Um, and I took manual lessons because I was, by that point, I was already working in a school teaching when I was 17. So I um, was driving, I was having someone else drive me to work when it was my parents and my grandparents like took it in turns. And I wanted to learn to drive, but the manual driving just stressed me out so much that I actually had like such a bad anxiety experience from driving in a manual car. Because like when you, I, I don't know if you've drive, driven manual either of you before, but like silly things like no. coming to a junction when you have to turn, you've got to drop gears, right? So it, you have to start in first gear. You have to be in first gear when you start the, in order to go. You can't just jump straight up to test second, third or fourth or whatever. You have to start in first. So when you come up to like a junction or we call it like a giveaway, like a T-junction before you turn left or right, I don't know what you would call it. And I don't know if you would stop fully, but we do. I guess a stop sign for you guys. Um, you've got to then drop, if you say you're in third, driving at like 30 mile an hour, you've got to then drop to second, which will slow you down a little bit, and then drop to first when you stop, because you've got to go back into first to then start again. So back into first, lift your clutch up a little bit, it makes your car creep, and then you press accelerate to go, then back into second, back into third, oh, a corner, back into second, oh, we're around the corner, back into third, oh, we have to stop again, back down to first, you know, and it's like constant changing of gears, and I just couldn't get my head around it. Because not only, you know, normal driving, you've got to stop at the junction, look both ways, get ready to go, you know, there's a lot of like, stress already you know hmm. having to yeah. do the gears on top of that just made me feel so overwhelmed so i ended up so with so much anxiety over it i then stalled the car because obviously you can stall a manual car and i was like i give up and i didn't take up driving lessons again until i was 22 because i was just like so anxious from it and that was only because i could afford my own automatic car my family was so against it by the way it's such a stigma in this country to drive an automatic car my family was dead set against me driving automatic because um, your insurance costs more because our cars cost more if you're automatic here. John told me in Canada, you've got to pay more for a manual because they're so rare. In the UK, because they're so rare, you've got to pay more for an automatic. Um, yep. 
because everybody drives a manual, so it's hard to find an automatic car. Well, it's not ours, having... here. It's it's still less expensive for a manual, even though they're rarer because transmissions cost a lot, and a, an automatic doesn't have the, the automatic transmission, which brings down the price. So it's it's, it's still cheaper here to get a manual, but it's still rarer. <clears throat> yeah. So the the thing is, is the automatics themselves, and like you you can buy a brand new, if you're going to buy brand new automatics and manuals are going to cost about you know about the same in the uk the, the reason why they become so much more expensive is because most people are buying second hand and there's just barely any automatics so almost nobody drives them like 97 percent of people drive manual so it's really hard to find automatic and people know that people looking for automatics need them or want them for a certain reason so they mark up the price a bit too you know for that reason so it's really hard to get them so my family were all dead set against it because your insurance also costs more than automatic in the uk because they the government says that you're um, your expertise is lower because you'd have less control over your car because you don't know how to control a car as well as a manual driver would. And the way they do it is if you pass in a manual car, it doesn't matter. It costs the same for insurance wise. But in the UK, if you pass in an automatic car, your license has a, like an asterisk on it that states you're only allowed to drive automatic. You're not allowed to then drive a manual car if you've passed in an automatic because the, the government said, and to be fair, it's, it's accurate. You don't know how to drive a manual. I know in America, like you've passed automatic, you can just hop in a manual, can't you, and just go for it. But in the UK, you can't do that. If you've passed, an, I've passed an automatic personally, so I cannot drive a manual car. I'm not allowed to legally. Yeah, the only, uh, it, yeah, I mean, they don't specify if you want to ruin a, a, an automatic car trying to drive it, they won't stop you. But I mean, uh, a manual car trying to drive it, they won't stop you. But um, they only other like, different types of licenses they have are like you have to have a special one for motorcycles you have to have a yeah, special one for well, big yeah. trucks <clears throat> mm-hmm. but that's the same between for us too, yeah. and automatic yeah i was it's called the, the licenses are called full uk driving license and then auto uk driving license and i have mine's slightly different color it's like a pinky color instead of a blue color because to indicate that it's an automatic only so if i was driving a manual i, I could get arrested i'd be in really serious trouble because i'm not legally allowed to drive one um, but because I only have an automatic license, my insurance for my automatic car is higher. It would be lower if I had a manual license because that means that apparently they, you have you have more understanding of how a car works and can control one better, even though you're driving an automatic anyway. Yeah. So if I want to, I can go take my manual <laughs> test one day and then my insurance will come down a bit, but I don't want to because it's so stressful. I hate it. Yeah. It's just one like thing, things like that. One thing you said was about paying for the tests. We don't have to pay for the tests here. Like it, I took, I took driver's ed and my parents paid for it for me, but the tests themselves, they don't cost anything. Cause I just had to do it because mm. uh, my license expired in, when I was still in Connecticut. And because of COVID and I didn't, my car was like broken and I couldn't afford to have it fixed. So I, I had a friend that was driving me to work and then I didn't go anywhere else because of the COVID lockdown. So I was like, I don't really need to have a reason to renew this, but it, you have up to five years to renew it without having to take the test. But I didn't realize it's only in that state. So I ended up moving to New Hampshire and then because the COVID restrictions were li- were lifted and I needed to drive home and stuff to see my family, I went to go get my license renewed and it was only expired by two years and you're supposed to have up to five and they were like, oh, no, we can't renew this because it's out of state. I was like, what? So I had to take the freaking tests all over again to get my license up here. But they didn't cost me anything to do it. But they were like, oh, you should, you should like do a driver's ed thing. I'm like, uh, no. They're so like, oh, driver's ed, by the really way, is not a thing. 
you can't do that at school here, obviously, because you can't drive yet in high school. You finish high school at 16. So you can't oh, yeah, we... drive as it. Our driver's ed was basically like reading through the, the book of for, to prepare you for the written test. But there was no actual driving, though. I know in like older Mine. movies, in older movies you see like, or older American movies, you see like the kids like driving in school. And I never, I don't, I don't know. My if friend like... is, my friend did, did, did drive in school. It was a oh, lot I of did, written yeah. and reading there, but they did drive a few times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, same, same for mine. But mine, I didn't go through school. My parents found a private uh, company that did driver's ed. That's why. Oh, okay. And I, I well, think my friend like... did do it at school, and they did drive with their schoolmates in like the back, and they switched out and swapped to ticket in turns. When I took my test, I think I'm pretty sure the instructor was like, you know, I don't want to pass you, but technically you pass. I'm like, but I don't care if you want to pass me or not. I pass. Leave me alone. <laughs> in this country, I think somewhere someone said. So I'm sure it's statistically, it's like we are we have like the fifth or sixth hardest driving test to pass. And only like 33% of people pass it. We're really, really strict on driving. But the thing is, is the reason the test costs and stuff like that, the government will even outright say it to you. They're not afraid to say it. They don't want you to drive. <laughs> they don't want anyone to drive. It's the, it's the number one cause of death in this country and, and in most countries. Nobody wants people driving. They don't want the emissions in the country. They don't want people on the roads. The government is doing everything they can to get you not to drive. For example, um, right now, a bunch of our cities have reintroduced trams again. You know what you know, trams are, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, obviously, we've got trams going through all of the cities and stuff now because we don't have subways, obviously. Um, we do, obviously, there's a subway in London, the underground, but that's the only city in the country that has a subway. So, they've started putting trams in again. And now we have this new thing. London's had this for a while, but they're now putting in all the major cities. It's called, they're called um, LEZs, low emission zones, which is um, your car has to emit under a certain amount of emissions otherwise you get fined if you drive within the city barrier um, without, like, within the radius that's set so either you pay the fine to drive you not your high emission car or you have to get a lower emission car or you have to cycle or something else and then they have like these bike programs where you can rent a bike and like you know like, kind of like I've seen them in America before where you rent a bike and then you put drop it off at another location or whatever throughout the city oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they want you to do that instead and then in London and in some other places, we now have the ultra low emission zone, which is like, it's like a, one circle around the outside is the low emission zone. Then in the center is the ultra low emission zone, which literally is you cannot drive there unless your car is electric. You're just not allowed. Otherwise, if you did, you'd get like a really hefty fine. Um, they're trying to discourage anybody from driving unless they're driving electric, basically. And obviously the government's giving subsidies. They're giving like so many thousands of pounds off of electric car purchases and they've, they've paid like half of the bill for us to have home chargers fitted in our house to, houses to like charge our cars and stuff like that they're, they're really committed to it most public chargers in the uk are free right now as well so like in that town that i just showed you pictures of there's two chargers there for electric cars and they're both free so if i don't want to pay for my commute or any of my electricity i could just go there and plug my car in and go for a coffee and charge it for free like the government is really committing to pushing electric cars in this country, and I know it's because I, I've, I've was, I don't know if uh, you guys know, but I passed my driving test in, a, in an electric car. My Renault Zoe was electric, and then I had another one. Then I had my Tesla. So I've, I've never driven, I've never earned a non-electric car, apart from when I was like eighteen when I drove my grandparents' manual car a couple of times, which was petrol. Other than that, I've only ever earned and driven regularly an electric car. 
Um, I did that, by the way, on purpose because one, environment, and two, because, my, like I said, my family were really resistant to me driving automatic because they, in this country, for some reason, there's like a stigma against it. So I sort of tricked them. I did. I bought the car myself, my own money, but I didn't tell them that automatic, that electrics are all automatic. So they assumed I was getting a manual one. And when it came, they were like, that's not manual. And I was like, yeah, you can't get a manual electric car. So I did it on purpose. <laughs> so like they didn't, you know. Anyways, um. So I, like electric, I'm used to like the, have you, have you guys been in an electric car, like in a Tesla or in, in, in any kind of electric car before? Yeah. Um, have you, Rob? No. Well, for Rob's benefit then, obviously, because I'm an old nerd, but like they're obviously super silent. They're really smooth to drive and you hear a lot more noises from your car than you do in like, I would say like a, in like a gas car because I keep saying petrol, but I realize you guys say gas, don't you? Um, because obviously the, the engine drowns out a lot of those noises. So like, for example, brakes, when they squeak and stuff, it's pretty normal. But usually when you drive a gas car, you know that when you hear your brakes squeaking, you probably should be worried about that, you know, because that means they're loud enough to make it loud enough over the engine. But they already do that. You just can't normally hear it. So in an electric car, you do obviously hear it. So I think that sometimes I, I get worried a bit more driving an electric car because you can hear noises easier, like crooks and groans and things like that that your car does. Mm. But you become, a, you become attuned to them. I think now if I had to drive like a gas car, I'd probably panic. I don't know how to pump gas. I've never done it before. So I've never needed to. So I think I'd panic. And also like I'd know how much gas costs, especially in my country. And like, I don't want to deal with that. My, my like actual cost to run my car is virtually nothing because I, it's electricity. And even with like the current cost of living crisis with the energy prices in this country, it still costs me barely anything. I went, I did a hundred and... 50 mile so 300 mile round trip a few weeks ago and it only cost me 20 pounds which is like what, like 30 dollars 28 28 dollars it's like obviously much more economical to drive electric so i could not i can't imagine what it's like pumping gas and paying all that money for gas cars and stuff all the time it's a um, lot yeah, so yeah I, a, lot I, of like, a lot of people really think that that I, I, this is something I've learned from driving electrics. This is what the point I was trying to make earlier, but I got sidetracked. Um, I, I'm in a lot of the Reddit forums for electric cars, uh, especially like the Model Three forum and stuff like that. And I read on there that comparison between British and like and American experiences. And you guys have such a huge chunk of people that are really resistant to electric cars, don't you? That are like really angrily yelling about like how terrible they are and that <sighs> it's like a really bad idea to switch. And especially it's like a... the truck drivers, isn't it? Like that are really like against it. They're just really dead set against electric cars. And it's so there's, weird. Uh, there's a half of our country is very against it because they don't really believe in you know global warming or stuff like that so they typically don't i know care. they were yelling like it's like you work if you drive if you drive an electric car and i was like what they what they call work and what we call work are two different things you know you can tell like it's just rednecks yelling isn't it but like yeah i have relatives I that so are funny. i have relatives that are, that are kind of like that they're, they're just like oh i'm gonna be dead i don't care if the planet burns i'm like yeah what but don't you have kids it's like yeah but yeah, they'll take it they'll be uh, our our my family is uh we care about our own we don't care about anything else uh, it's not the yeah. greatest but it's kind of I hard to well, the thing i find the most hilarious in my opinion is that um you guys seem to have this and you might not know this in particular but the amount of teslas that get defaced in america is crazy when i'm on the reddit 
almost every day I get there's a post that comes up of some new person defacing a Tesla. Like this guy, the video last night was this, just this woman and she was like in a pickup truck and and obviously Tesla's record, don't they? Like they have sentry mode, they record what's happening around them if someone comes near them. And on these video clips, this woman comes up, she puts her groceries, like clearly like, you know, she's like your classic Southern American, you know, you can tell. She puts all of her shopping and groceries inside of her pickup truck, closes her truck, then just rams the car, lets go of it, just flings it at the Tesla, and then gets in her car and drives off. On purpose, just purposely rams the side of the Tesla with it. And I was reading the comments, and they were like, yeah, that's pretty standard. This happens all the time. And yeah, like, I mean, person, like scraped their metal bracelet along the side of one. Another person threw a rock through the window. Like, why, why are you guys so angry about Teslas? Okay, I don't... Ex- I don't... I've never heard of that, and that's probably because I live in California, which is a very liberal state, so we don't typically see a lot of that. Uh, if you're like maybe in like the southern countries or something like that, that might happen a lot more often, but I don't see that in California that much. We're, hi- we're hippies. Yeah, well, in California, I feel like, yeah, it's probably it's probably a lot easier, isn't it, to live with stuff like that, but people said that like people just think that testers are like the like the workiest, like the most leftist, liberal, like Democrat example of of stuff like that. You know, you have to be like super leftist to drive one or whatever. So they just deface them. And I'm just like, it's insane. I, I would actually be afraid to drive mine knowing that people do that. It's really you, weird. You know, it was kind of similar when Priuses came out. I don't know, the hybrid cars. Like right. when, it, when, when Priuses came out, there was a lot of like, discrimination against Prius people like oh my god I can't believe you're driving a Prius are you some kind of hippie or something like that but then that kind of died down because you know everyone started slightly going towards hybrid and stuff but yeah I mm-hmm. can see that now I, I've i been looking at them and I'll have to send you guys some later but some of it's like just so insane to me just like people doing all sorts of like crazy stuff to each other's cars and I was reading it and I was like are y'all all right it's like no, we're not all right. You, what is going on in your country? I think you all need a hug. Like I don't know, it's really weird. That's why I like bikes. But uh, although I had two of my bikes stolen, but still, I still preferred. I would still rather replace like a cheap bike than you know have to pay a lot of money to fix a car. So I always think as well. I I like watch like sometimes watch the videos of people doing stuff on the highways in um. In America, and I'm like, your highways are so big, and yet so many people still seem to drive like morons. You got all that space, and you're still an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You never, yeah. never. I'm, I'm never really surprised. Again, like, I'm not really afraid of my driving. I'm afraid of other people's driving around me. Like, I feel like they might be not be paying attention, or they're doing something stupid. So, yeah. I know that a lot of you guys get your cars wrapped and stuff too, don't you? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think. So. Wait, what? Do we? Well, R- yeah. R- was, when, on the Reddit, people get their Teslas wrapped a lot, like a heck of a lot of Teslas get wrapped. I know my um, cousin got his windows tinted, but he, I, he, I, I don't know about a wrap, but uh, I, I know he tinted his windows, but yeah, yeah. That's another thing that you guys do, tinted windows. So wrapping your car is really hard in the UK because you have to pay a hefty admin fee to get the uh, DVSA and DVLA, which is like. DMV for you, um, mm-hmm. to change the registration of what color your car is and stuff. So it's like really complicated, and some insurance companies won't insure you if you have your car wrapped, even if it's just like protection film, like in like anything like that, they won't like insure it. And also tinted windows, um, the law in the UK is like really really light, so it's almost like no point in having it done. 
like the limit that you're allowed is so light that usually manufacturers have already put it on anyway. Yeah, we have a limit too, but I I know one of my cousins just disregards it and basically just drives around. A lot of people do have I've I've read on the Reddit. I mean, yeah. this, I sent a clip of one of the videos. This guy hit and runs it. This happens a lot because I've noticed that a lot of Americans say that because I think they live in like Florida and stuff that they get hit and runs a lot, but they can't do anything about it because they don't have a front plate. And I'm like, why do some of you states not require a front plate on your car? Uh, yeah, some of our states are weird. Uh, I, I know some people would say like, California is weird, which I agree. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Do you require a front plate on your in both your states? No. I gotta, I gotta say, I don't know. I thought we did, but I've seen cars that don't have it. So I know neither, some states do. Neither of the states I've lived in, Connecticut or New Hampshire, require a front plate, just a back plate. I, but I've then, always, what I've if always seen you both. Get a clip of the back. Yeah, you're screwed. Well, I mean, we don't have most of our cars don't have car cameras, so it doesn't matter. Well, if you didn't, you were looking then, and the car, a car rear like hits your rear end, and mm-hmm. you see it, you see, and you can't write down its number plate, and then they like reverse and speed off before you can see the back. Yeah, yeah you're screwed. Does the does the UK have personalized license plates? This is something I I yeah. never understood. Really, yeah. I don't understand the point of it. Honestly, you pay like a certain amount of money every year or something just to have it personalized. Why? You don't have to do that to here. Once you buy the plate, it's yours, but you have to pay a seventy five pound admin fee to transfer it to a new car. But p- private plates are quite rare here. People usually only get one if their car is like super expensive and then they want to personalize it but our, our rules are really strict and you can't have obviously someone with like a similar one i know that in america like obviously it could probably get quite confusing because if you're in california you could have the same one as somebody in mm-hmm. i don't know or is Oregon a state it is yeah. a state you, you could have you could have two that are the same because they're different states and i yeah. think that'd be that'd get confusing to me so the, the the rules on ours are quite strict. Like, for example, if you're going to have numbers in it, so I don't know how Americans' plates work, but our plates all mean something. So our number plates have um, meaning. Um, but that always sounds really stupid, so let me explain. <laughs> um, an average number plate, I'll send you one right now in the chat, but I'll read it out as well for people listening. This is BD51SMR. This is what ours oh. all look like. They all start two letters, two numbers, three letters, right? Um, you could have a distinguishable sign, which is optional too, which shows UK. The reason we have that is for if we drive into Europe, because as you know, or you might not know, but if you don't, then I'll tell you. In Dover, or Devon, one or the other, Dover, I think, in the UK, we have the Euro Tunnel, which is a channel tunnel. It basically, it's a tunnel we built that goes under the water, under the ocean, to France. And you drive your car onto a train, and the train drives under the sea and takes you to France on the other side within 20 minutes. So you can drive from the UK, the island of the UK, into the mainland Europe and then go anywhere in Europe by driving, right? The whole point was that we then didn't need to put our cars on ferries. We'd be able to then just drive to Europe, whatever we want. Uh, but the laws in in the European Union state that, and we're not in the Union anymore, but still, if we go there, obviously we will be driving in the Union, and um, say that you have to have the country identifier on your car. So a lot of people, rather than putting a sticker on your car that says UK, which you can do, um, we'll put it on the number plate instead because then they don't have to stick it to the car, if that makes sense. It's already on the number plate. Anyway, so there is, the things that they mean, BD51SMR, uh, the B and the D is the area code where the car was first um, registered, as in usually the port or area where it's being delivered to when it first comes into the country, when it's first imported or wherever it's built, whatever. 
that's the area code. So BD is whatever area code. So basically, it's a local memory tag. Basically, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything because obviously, if I bought my car, for example, my car was delivered in the south of the country and I own it in the north. It doesn't matter where it was originally registered. It's mainly just like for the DVLA, like the the vehicle standards agency to be able to check it. Does that make sense? Um, and then the number is the age of the car. So the way it works is um, the first half of the year will say the actual year. So it'll say 1-1 for 11, 2-1 for 21, you know, and so on. But then the second half of the year, which it starts officially in March, the first half starts in September. No, the first half starts March, sorry, the second half starts September. So it's not actually technically half, but you know what I mean. Uh, the second half of the year adds 50. Um, so if, if it's if it's a let or adds five, sorry, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Basically, if it's a my old car was sixty three, right? So it means it's twenty the second half of twenty thirteen. Does that make sense? So you add fifty on. So the first half of the year would have been one three. The cars registered then would have been one three twenty thirteen. But the second half of the year when they're registered, they become six three to let you know that it's a, it's in the second half refresh. Because a lot of car manufacturers will add slight refreshes to their cars, weren't they, every six months? So that's how you know that the car is second half of the year um in the age. But all of our number plates, unless it's private, state the year and age of the car of when it was registered. So you know how old the car is when you go to purchase it or when you see one or whatever. And then the last three letters are completely randomized. So the idea is when you get a um private plate, you can't have a number that would make your car or, or a plate like formatted that would make it look newer than it actually is. So for example, I couldn't go and buy BD23 because that period hasn't started yet. And so I can't um, pretend that I, I actually can never have that because my cars are 21. So I can never get a 2-3 on it because it'll make it look like it's newer than it actually is. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And that would be considered fraud if I tried to sell my car and it had a plate on it that said 2-3 as if I'm trying to sell my car pretending it's two years newer than it really is. It's against the law. So gotcha. um, you're not allowed to do that. So private plates are a little bit complicated in the UK. Um, there's, very, there's, there's limitations as to what you could get. And obviously only one person can have each one. So as an example, somebody in the UK has uh, no longer have it, but it, cause it just got banned, but they used to have pen, P-E-N, and then one five, because it looks like penis. Um, we've had a lot of that we've we've ha i've seen yeah. that I, I also saw one that uh i think they're specifically trying to make it so that people can't figure out their license plate because i've seen it where it's like m n m m n m n so that you can't tell if it's an m or an n i've also seen where it's like uh i's and one the letter i and the number one over and over again so again you can't tell if it's a one or an i and i was just like yeah. that's just yeah. annoying like here, the the random letters and numbers don't mean anything. Like you yes. get whatever, but uh, you and so as long as no one else has it, you can get it to say whatever you want. If you wanted it to say penis here, you could. What's <laughs> just no, you'd have I, to pay I, for it. We get banned certain, so that's think, banned now. Yeah, I think we have certain words or things that you can't have, right? I I've never seen like not as far as I know. Uh, I I mean my my, my parents paid. For my mom's car, her license plate says Pixie. <laughs> but I've never seen like curse. Oh no, wait. Yeah, there are ban plates. But... Oh, wait. yeah, yeah. So let me see. There's, there's a. You can't use a big fart. Is is ban? 
Crackhead is Ben. Dragon Balls is Ben. Got to pee is Ben. McBoob. Yeah, okay, we have a lot of Ben. Oh, no, sorry. The... These, are, these were banned in Arizona. Oh. And I guess every certain states have certain things they ban. So in Colorado, you are not allowed to use the plate boy toy, uh, eat poo, fat butt, <laughs> uh, I am nude, or a porn star. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, listen to. New Hampshire, and they have no. You can say whatever you want here. <laughs> you can have it say whatever the hell you want. What most people tend to get in the UK would be some random thing followed by their name. So like R nine nine Emma, you know. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for example, currently available. If I wanted to buy it from the the, the website, this see this is the thing. The government likes it because they sell them, and so they cost a lot. So I oh, could yeah. get one of these oh. if I wanted to. I could get like D twenty one B, for example, or four hundred dollars or pounds. Yeah, they're like not cheap. For euros, buy. pounds. I can't tell, but my, my eyes are hurting. It's okay, pounds. we don't use euros. Why is um, the one E twenty so much more expensive than everything else? Because it's a younger. Because people car? think people think so. If it sounds nicer or seems cooler, it costs more. And for whatever E twenty is easier to say than E twenty one or E twenty two, and so because it sounds cooler and looks shorter, um, or just hmm. looks fancier in general, it costs more. And then they actually do auctions for ones that people already have. So, for example, like these are going to be auctioned off later because they're um, they're coming up basically. Um, and then when you buy one, it will say, for example, like I'll show you this. It says here, this registration can only be assigned to a vehicle that was registered as new on or after the first of August, nineteen eighty-six, because you're not allowed <laughs> to use, make it look newer. In that first one, if that you could say change that second I to a P, it would say B I P P. Uh, that would be great. Do you know what? Actually, I need to see if I could get that. That would be <laughs> hilarious. I wonder if that's actually available. I'm searching now to find out if that's available. <laughs> it's uh it's not coming it's not it's not because it's not coming up. <laughs> um but that's funny. I like that. <laughs> wow, that's so stupid. So you also get other things too, like they'll allow you to buy like um, certain ones of certain numbers for only a certain period of time so that you can mix so that you can get them for your car that's that's currently new so it can seem like it's the right age and things like that. It's really stupid. So like, um, I won't share my full tag because I don't, I don't know what information you can get from that, but mine has a 7-1 on it which denotes basically that it was registered in the second half of 2021, basically. Because hmm. um, my car was registered December 2021. Um, this, these things are useful too in the UK because we have something called MOT, which is a yearly inspection you have to have on your car by law. And if it fails it, you're not allowed to drive it anymore until, the, until it's fixed. And it's like very, very strict. Like the, the government is very strict on the quality of cars on the roads and MOTs, you have to pass them. If you don't pass it, you're not allowed to drive your car until it's fixed and, the, and a very strict criteria. But when your car is new, you don't have to have one for the first three years. So, like, they need to know the age of cars for these reasons without having to, like, look it up all the time. I think that's the... Uh, we have something like that. It's called the smog check. You have, to, you have to get that checked every year, I think. And if you don't... If it doesn't pass, then... It's, I think it's for the environment. I, I'm not okay, really well, sure. An yeah, MOT... Emissions here. Okay, yeah, an so MOT... It's like, 
is yeah, everything it... though. It's not just that. They check like your seatbelts, they check your brakes, they check oh, everything. No. If even one thing isn't working as it should, it will fail. Yeah, the government doesn't care if you die, it's fine for us. I've seen like videos of Americans driving around in a car that's like falling to pieces. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, you don't even have to wear your seatbelt here in New Hampshire, which yeah. I crossing Wait, the border. Is, I was like, what? Is it not is it illegal is it not illegal to not wear a seatbelt? Only here in New Hampshire. Oh, that's weird. Fun fact in Missouri, if you're over twenty one, you can text and drive. <laughs> weird. Mm. Here's a fun one. Anyway, so this is the MOT thing, if you're interested. That's the checklist. You have to pass all of them. Otherwise, your car, um, you can't drive it, so you fix it. My my parents' car just had their MOT, and because it would cost more to fix it, they just scrapped the car, because they said there's no point. It's where it's, the, the, co the cost to fix it would be more than the value of the car. So my parents need a new car, actually. So, um, for the sake, I feel bad for anybody listening to this. They're not going to have a clue what we're reading. <laughs> it says you have to have your seats and seatbelts, your warning lamps, switches, which is position lamp, headlamp hazards, view to front, wipers and washers, brake controls, steering wheel and column, doors, mirrors, horns, speedometer, driver controls. Class 5 is a, a certain type of um, vehicle, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, registration plates, lamps, registration plate lamps, indicators, hazard lights, headlamps and aim. Stop lamps, fog lamps, and reflectors, wheels, tires, shock absorbers, mirrors, wiper blades, fuel tank cap, glazing, doors, boot lid means trunk lid because we call it a boot, loading doors, bonnet is the hood, we call it a bonnet, uh, turbas, general condition of body, vehicle structure, braking systems, exhaust systems, fuel system, speed limiter if applicable, steering and power steering components, suspension components, and then finally steering including power steering, drive shafts, suspension shock absorbers, wheel bearings, wheels and tires, brake systems and mechanical components, exhaust system, fuel system and fuel tank structure, general vehicle condition. So if it fails any of those, you can't drive it anymore until you fix it. So and the police broken, if you have a broken can. windshield wiper, you can't. So well, yeah, a, they're, they're rated as minors and majors. If you, I think it's like three minors, and then you can't drive it. Hmm. So you got it's other been... two, so they'll be like considered minors. But then there's like the it's... major ones where you get one, you can't and doesn't you can't use it anymore. It's been raining here for the past like three days, and I noticed that my wiper it's it's working, but like the rubber part of it is kind of loose, so it doesn't clean like as well so would that mean i failed that part of it then you'd get a minor yeah you'd get a minor yeah. oh, okay so you would you would need to get it sorted out the, the minors will only count as well for one mot so if you haven't had it fixed by the next one then it'll become a major no i'm just um, gonna bike Let's screw that yeah so it, it can it, it's complicated but it just helps keep people safe so that's good right no, yeah i agree um but i was just thinking about something that's different here to there and i can't remember what it was but i well, I was thinking about it, and I thought it would be um, uh, the registration plates. Do yours have specific colors, like a law, and what color your registration plate has to be? Are you talking? License I think she. Yeah, we call it a registration plate. Uh, no, well, no, because they have each state has their own like color, but you can also get like changed. Like you can get ones with like forest backgrounds and. Like you could get whatever you want, basically. So you probably noticed from the screenshots that I was sending that I was aren't like that. They're all Here's the same. Just yellow or white. Well, yeah, because yeah, the front <laughs> one has to be white and the back one has to be yellow. Um, for the 
sake of reflections. Apparently white is easy to see in a rear view mirror and yellow is easier to see when, when headlights reflect from it in front of another car. Hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, you have to have them in those colours. You can't change it. The font has to be exactly the right size. All of them have to look and be the exact same size. Um, so it's very, very, very strict. Trying to find you more videos of people trashing other Teslas because it happens a lot. This Reddit, if you ever look at it, you would just see there's just tons and tons of people that get their cars wrapped. Oh, I found one for you. Yeah. Uh, this in this there's video, an example of like different types of licenses you could get. That is so weird. <laughs> Y'all are so weird. Uh, so, in this oh. video, someone just goes past a Tesla, just rips off his um his mirror, his like uh, reverse his side mirror. What do you guys call them? The side mirror. Side mirrors. Yeah. Right. Same. Rear view mirrors. Or, well, no side mirror. Yeah. No, side One in the middle is the rear view. This is in Toronto in Canada. The guy's obviously drunk. He just pulls off his mirror. I think Canada has really strict driving rules. And uh, you have to pass like a few tests, I believe, just to get your license and stuff. Mm. And I think their speed limits are a lot lower than American ones. Our speed limits are lower. Your lower, your lower, like in in area ones are like thirty five, right? I think yeah, thirty five and like twenty five for like schools areas. I think I was a thirty on like the normal roads, and then thirty, and then it's twenty for school zones. Yeah, well, Americans, uh, Canadians, sorry, use kilometers per hour anyway, don't they? They do, yeah. But I think they have my because bro my brother went uh, to Canada, and he was telling me that they have certain lights where the cars basically have to they it won't turn for you you basically have to get out of your car walk and then press a button and i, I was like wait what if or, or basically wait unless there's a pedestrian there to press it for you and i was like wait that can't be right well, that seems dangerous you're walking across the street to press a button he's like no yeah you just have to do that I was like oh okay our traffic lights have buttons that you press but not for that you press it when you're there to tell the thing to change to red <laughs> mm. I don't know if you guys do that, but when you want to cross a road, we have traffic lights. You press the buttons, to, and then it'll change the traffic light to red so that you can yeah, get across. Yeah, that's, that's how it normally works here. Like, you're on yeah. one side, you press it. But they have them on both sides, so, like, if you're crossing one way or the yeah. other, apparently Canada only has about one side. No, no, <laughs> I like, can say look, it. like, the car has, if you're, like, let's say you're at a four-way stop or whatever, right? And there's no pedestrians or not, or anything, and there's no other cars. It's just you, you get to a stop. The light won't turn green for you unless you get out of your car walk out to where the pedestrians normally cross or something and press their button i don't know if my brother's lying to me but he was telling me that there are certain parts of canada where you have to do that i'm gonna have to ask john about that but yeah i, I thought that was weird that does seem very weird that seems very strange in the uk as well james told me it's weird but our traffic lights obviously when they're gonna go red they go yellow first right and then red the yellow mm. being stop now, please. And then the red being like, you should have already stopped now. Yep. I was go yellow and then green again, too. They don't just go straight to green. Oh, uh, no, I just uh -huh. go straight to green. The yeah, yellow, the, when it's going, when you need to stop and it's yellow, they stay on yellow. They, they, they're hard yellow, like it's just on yellow. Or we call it amber. Tell you that you need to stop. And then it goes red. Then when it's going back the other way, it flashes yellow. 
then goes green. The flashing yellow before it goes green is to say you can go now, but only if the crossing is clear. So as mm. in it's red, but then it starts flashing yellow to say if there's still people getting off the crossing, you can't go yet. Like if there's even if the obviously you don't go on green if there's still people crossing, but the point is if they haven't actually stepped off the road and onto the path, you're breaking the law on yellow if you go. They have mm. to be fully off the road. Um do you guys have like I was like zebra crossings where you have to stop if when someone's waiting? No, we do not have zebra uh, zebra cross zebra cross. Or, yeah, we say zebra uh, zebra so crossing. Zebra crossing here is well, I, was, I don't know if you've ever seen one before, but they're like in the middle of the road and they've got white lines. I sent a picture. Um, if a person is about to cross one, by law you have to stop. So there's no lights or anything, but you just oh okay stop. no we we have those. Yeah, uh, where I, you're I supposed to yield to pedestrians else. always, obviously. You're not allowed to just plow into them. So yeah, but, if someone is walking across a crosswalk, you have to stop. Oh, well, yeah, no, we okay. only no. have to stop at them, or once tra- uh, otherwise they're traffic light controlled. Uh, yeah, we, we ha- do we have some crossings, that. though, that are not zebra crossings or traffic light controlled, and those ones you don't have to stop. They just have, the pedestrian just has to wait until there's no cars. Yeah, most of ours ones like that, the zebra crossings, most of them have the press buttons where you can turn the light to red. There's a couple yeah. that don't, but you're you're it's just knowing you're supposed to stop if there are people obviously crossing. All right. <laughs> like even if people are crossing illegally, you're still supposed to obviously supposed to stop. <laughs> like because even if you hit them and they were crossing illegally, you would it would still be your fault or not. Yeah, p- pedestrians p- pedestrians <laughs> always have always have the right right of way in, in the states. I really want to try driving in America just to see what it's like driving on the other side of the road. But out of curiosity, do you, what are the rules for driving other people's cars there? Because a lot of parents, like in movies, I don't know if it's actually what it's like in real life, but in movies, they'll like, they let their kids drive their cars and stuff and they'll just like hop in each other's cars or drive each other's. And I have a couple of American friends who like sometimes they'll just be like, oh, do you want to drive? And they'll drive each other's cars all the time. Yeah, you can do that. It doesn't really matter. Why is your insurance assigned to the car and not you personally? No, insurance is assigned to the car, yes. But you can also, like, if you're concerned, you can insure yourself so that if you're driving someone else's car, your insurance will pay for it. But if you are driving someone else's car and you don't have insurance and they do, it would still cover it because it's their car. All right, so that's not how it works here. Insurance is, I have insurance for my car. It covers me to drive my car. If I want to drive another car, like say my grandmother's car, she has to add me as a named driver on her insurance policy for me to drive her car. I can't just oh, get yeah. in it and drive. Now that she now that you to, say that, now that you say that, for the insurance to cover it, yes, you would have to be on the policy. Like usually, yeah. parents put their kids on the policy, but you can insure yourself so that if you're driving someone else's car, it, you like it would still be covered by your insurance. Like because my right. insurance. Because I got rid of mine when I got rid of my car. Because I was like, oh, I don't have a car anymore. And they're like, oh, well, do you want to insure yourself? So if you're driving someone else's car, you're still covered. I was like, oh, I didn't even know that was possible. And they're like, yeah. It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can do that here as well. But the rules have got really complicated because it used to actually come when you had a fully comprehensive. I don't know if you guys call it fully comprehensive. That's what we call it. When you have, um, because it's third party fire and theft, which means that you only covered if your car got set on fire or if it was stolen. And then there's fully comprehensive, which covers like, everything. Oh yeah, um, I think we have something similar. I just don't remember. We have like we have liability, which is if it you it only covers like if you hit someone, 
or yeah. get damage to their car, and then there's full coverage, which is both. Like you would cover them and yourself. Yeah, kind of the same idea, really, because <laughs> the third party one only covers you if like a third party damages you, really, and not you damaging them. Um, which means you'd have to pay out of your own money if you damage them, basically, or something like that. Um, the comprehensive one, all the other way around, I can't remember. The comprehensive one basically used to include driving other cars, but it doesn't anymore. So then now, if you want to drive someone else's car, you've got to get a separate policy or something along those lines. You can't just hop in someone's car and just drive. Um, and it's complicated too, obviously, because it gets more expensive the more people you add. So a lot of us don't bother. We don't want to add each other to it because it's expensive. But it does actually cause a problem in like situations like right now, for example, I just mentioned my parents' car is broken. We ha- So they have no car now. So I'm having to drive them to work. Um, I can't then let them drive. I won't let them drive my car anyway. I could let my dad drive my car because I'm a young driver and I've only been driving for since May this year. It actually made my insurance policy cheaper to have his name on it as well as mine, even though I'm the primary holder. Having him listed because he's been driving so many years actually brought my policy price down a little bit. Not much, but a little bit. Um, so he can drive my car. I just don't let him because I don't want anyone else to drive my car. But like it's proven quite inconvenient because my grandparents have two cars, but they work at the same place. The reason why they take two cars is because my nana finishes like an hour before my granddad, so she'll drive home so he doesn't have to wait for her. Um, because they retire next year anyway, so when they retire, they're just going to go down to one car. So obviously it makes more sense for him to borrow her car and they'll just drive in one and just have that extra hour inconvenience just while, while my dad's waiting to get a new car. Um, but obviously he's not insured on her car, so she then has to add into the policy, which then makes her policy more expensive. So it becomes a whole complicated thing, you know, and people don't really want to do that. Um, it just becomes more frustrating than it's worth, I think. And it's difficult because a lot of people obviously finance cars, don't they, where you get like a loan agreement and you pay it monthly or whatever. But in the UK, you can't do that for your children. Like you can't buy, you are, you are, it's against the law to finance a car if you're not the registered keeper of the car and you're not allowed to be the main insurance policy holder unless you're the registered keeper of the car. Does that make sense? So your parent mm. can't buy a kid a car in their name Um and then put the kid's name on the actual car registration documents, they'd have to continue to earn it themselves and then have the kid added as an extra driver. But here's the thing. I imagine most Americans probably do that. Like if you're a dad and you have a kid, you probably buy your kid a car, but it's actually registered to the dad and the kid's allowed to drive it and you let your kid drive his car, right? Until he's old enough to take over the car himself. And Yeah, usually, yep. (laughs) In the UK, it's against the law for you to be the registered keeper, but not be the person who drives it the most. So if the kid drives the car more than you, and it's registered to you, that's against the law. It's called fronting, and it's when you're breaking the law. So Jeez. you can't just get like a car and let your kid Kelly. drive all the time unless it's actually your car. So that's why most of us just let our kids borrow our cars, or don't get. Or they have to wait until they can afford one themselves because it's it's too complicated. Because the the UK is just really strict on driving. We're just very 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 strict because they don't they, they don't want people to get in accidents and whatever else. It's, yeah. it's very overly strict. All right. Well, we're over the hour, Mark. So that's going to be it for today. Oh, the wonderful, the wonderful holiday, like, yeah, holiday conversation we had. <laughs> I know. It was very really good. I really enjoyed talking about Christmas and <laughs> yep. New Year's and everything yep. and your boring ball drop that you guys do in, a, in comparison to our amazing New Year's celebration <laughs> that we do. Yeah, that's, Wait, hold on. that's, that's also, I want to hear this. What, what's, what's the difference between the UK New Year's and American New Year's? What are you guys? Oh do my god, I was so spectacular. I'll send it to you after this recording's done. Okay, I was like, what? I thought it's not the same okay. thing. But... Well, maybe we'll, we'll revisit that on our on next episode. Yeah, all right, down the line. We're gonna but talk yeah. about tra- we're gonna talk about trains <laughs> on that episode, Rob. <laughs> 
this happened uh this happens all the time with SU2. We go off on tangents and then it's like, oh, it's well well over an hour. So Good traditional time. episode, basically. <laughs> all right. Um I don't have a science corner for today, and the dog is really bothering me because <laughs> she's very demanding to go out. Uh, so we're gonna end it here. Um, so thank you guys both for coming. Uh, where can we find you on the internet, Anthony? First, so I'm not get the on, idea. I'm not, I'm not on the internet, so you can go straight to be okay. Uh, well, I'll <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at confessor underscore x and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash confessor x. And B, where can people find you? YouTube.com forward slash B plays Roblox. There you go. Yay. <laughs> she also has an Instagram if you want to find her on there. Yeah. All right. Uh, and so we have a tradition, B, of the first time person joining the uh, show. At the end, if I don't make you say it, Webby will have me flogged. So <clears throat> uh, you have to say, fuck Booster Gold. But I don't like to swear because bad for my brand image. Uh, well, then bleep it out. <laughs> Screw Booster Gold. Are you going to bleep it out in editing? Is that what you're saying? No, just say bleep instead, I guess. <laughs> bleep you, Booster Gold. <laughs> there you go. Alrighty. So thank you, everybody. Uh, and we will catch you next time on Simply Unprofessional. I ain't the kind of weary time. And we're out. That makes me sound like such a child, but like, I am right now. I have to buy company right now. And they made me sign a contract that actually says that they can share it. And I'm happy with them. It's been time. Oh, boy. Wait, even past recording for something? I think that, well, there's a problem.